You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Time to talk some college football. Let's do it. I'm just going to give out all my plays to start off, and then I want to hit on some things in some of these big games that people are going to want to bet on because like, I don't really need to fully break down some of these because I'm sure nobody really cares about UL Monroe. But right now, they're 13.5-point dogs against Coastal Carolina. This is the second time I'm doing it this season, but this time I feel much better. This is my biggest play of the week, and it is. UL Monroe, plus 13.5 right now. I grabbed a 14 against Coastal Carolina. Is it 13.5 safe for me? Yeah, I think the number should be 8. 7.5, 8, to be honest with you. I think that they might even be live in this game. And I love Grayson McCall. I hate betting against Coastal Carolina, but I really do like that one. Um, another one that I bet, I bet it at five and a half and I'm, I'm comfortable at seven and I hate doing this. We talked about it last night. We had Thor on. He liked this side as well, even though he loves Kansas football. I bet TCU, probably two of the best stories in college football. I just, I really like Sonny Dykes, man. He's undefeated. They're coming off a blowout win over Oklahoma. So maybe you're thinking a letdown spot. Kansas has college game day there. Uh, you got your guy Riggles is going to be, uh, the, uh, what is his name? Rob Riggle. Rob, Rob Reichel. Is doing the uh, <laughs> the guest picking for college game day for Kansas. They're undefeated. I think actually, to be honest with you, that Kansas could keep this game within the number, maybe even win. But if you look at it, man, their strength right now is their offensive line. They brought back four starters. Their fifth starter they added out of the transfer portal, and they could run the ball. They're actually 17th in the country right now, averaging over 218 yards on the ground. They're not really going to scare you with their passing attack. But I just look at this matchup, man, and I just think that this this number is very telling for TCU. Like, even last week, that was a big win for Kansas against Iowa State, but they didn't really impress. They were outgained in that game 313 total yards to just 213. They gave up 20 first downs. They only picked up 10. And then they lost the time of possession battle by nearly 12 minutes in that game. And then another thing to look for with Kansas is they're built because of their run game, and they lost a couple dudes in the backfield. So Devin Neal's their leading ball carrier. And he has over 330 yards rushing this season. And he's probably going to get a bigger role because last week, Daniel Hillshaw Jr. was carted off the field against Iowa State. And I haven't seen anything on him, but he's been really good this year. 44 carries, 259 yards, and five touchdowns. Now they're going to be without him. TCU's weakness on the defensive side of the ball, though, has been their uh, inability to stop the run. So hopefully they're uh, going to be uh, able to uh, step up to the challenge Yeah, tomorrow. I like the over in that game as well because of that. So I'm going to roll with TCU, and I'm comfortable playing that up to seven. So we move on from that one. I'm betting Florida tomorrow against Missouri. Perfect letdown spot for Missouri. Everybody, I was getting texts that they were going to beat Georgia last week. That game was at home. Now they hit the road. They go to the swamp. It's going to be hot as hell. Mm -hmm. Florida's going to run the ball right down their throats. I'm on Utah Moneyline, minus 150 against UCLA. I might jump on UCLA plus four. I would make the number six. I thought that's where it was heading. I think the next move is going to be very telling because it's at three and a half right now. So are we going to bump back up? Are we going to continue to go down? The or number right now stay is pat? it's telling me that UCLA is the side in that game. And the other thing is, so like if you go back to last year's game, 
Utah beats up on UCLA. They win that game by 20. They were a six-and-a-half-point favorite in the game. They're on a four-game win streak. They just beat up on Oregon State 42-16. to They've covered the number in their last four games. Utah has. But you watch these games, and you said this last week, PJ. Their defense has actually went down a tick this year. And obviously, like you lose Devin Lloyd in the middle, and you see what he's doing already as a rookie with the Jags. He's, there's a shot that he leads the league in tackles this year. But through the first five weeks of the season, really they're surviving because of Cam Rising on the offensive side of the ball. Yes. He has looked like the Heisman, man. 13 touchdowns, only a couple of picks, already over 1,000 yards passing. And I really like you know Tavion Thomas, but only 295 yards rushing, four scores, and like their strength is their offensive line, and I'm a little bit worried about the defense. They have struggled stopping the run so much that they've kind of changed their scheme a little bit. They're playing now with more like four, five, six, stacking the box a little bit, and now they're going against UCLA. The reason we like UCLA so much last Friday was because of DTR being able to use his legs, and that's exactly what he did against Washington. So that scares me a little bit, man, that maybe, you know, they could have some success. And the Bruins, 6-1 and against the spread in their last seven overall. I do think that their offensive line will have some struggles, though. So I'm sticking with Utah. I bet this team to win the Pac-12. I'm not going back now. Um, I bet Northern Illinois and Toledo under 60. And then I also have a small play on Northern Illinois plus five and a half. Kind of like a little hedge. I bet Toledo to win the uh, MAC this year. I just think Northern Illinois keeps that game close. And I think 60 is way too high. I think the total should be around 53. So that's about seven points of value right there. I'm going to bet South Carolina. Here's one we gave out last night. It's down to six. I don't think I could do it at six, man, because I still think that they end up uh, losing this game. But no Will Levis for Kentucky, it looks like. He's going to be a game-time decision. I grabbed this plus 10. It's always scary betting on Spencer Rattler, I know. Uh, I grabbed Notre Dame on the money line against BYU. This game is going to be played in Las Vegas. The one area where you could have some success against this BYU defense is running the football. And the strength of Notre Dame coming into the year was going to be the offensive line, which didn't look good the first couple weeks of the season. Now things have looked much better. I think they're going to be able to run the ball all over BYU. Also, BYU has some injuries in the wide receiver room still. So I like Notre Dame in this spot to get themselves right, pick up a big win. And then uh, another one I like, I played the over in Tennessee LSU just because both teams have the same issue. They're secondary. And LSU is a very scary dog, but I grabbed them plus three and a half, and I'm comfortable with it at three. So this, and we could talk about this with Mike Dettelier coming up in the next hour because he'll have more information on this. Mm -hmm. But so LSU's offense has not looked very good, obviously, to start the season. And like we were all excited about like a guy like uh, Boutte, who's probably the best wide receiver in the country. And right now, I believe he only has 11 receptions so far this season. Not really to get any, not really able to get anything going. But they had a players only meeting. Uh, the wide receivers and all the quarterbacks, and then they ran routes together. This was Wednesday and Thursday, and they even did an exercise where they got a loose-leaf paper and they wrote down things that they could improve on. So I think that they're going to have some success against that Tennessee secondary. The other thing to look out for here, um, because this line could move, Cedric Tillman for Tennessee has been limited in practice. He's their best wide receiver. And you look at it like you look at it like this, like this should be a terrible spot for Tennessee because they're playing in Death Valley, which is obviously one of the toughest places to play. But it's an 11 a.m. kickoff. So I think that that favors them right there. Uh, Both teams, though, have really weak secondaries. Jaden Daniels hasn't been great for LSU at quarterback. Also, he's left the last two games early. But I do think that he's going to be able to put up some uh, numbers against this weak Tennessee secondary. So I love the over in the game. And I do like LSU. I just think that that's a fishy number only at three. And then uh, Stanford plus seven against Oregon State. I play Stanford pretty much every week. They're not a very good football team. 
But I think Oregon State's coming back down to earth as we saw the last couple weeks. I played Mississippi State minus five on the over. I would probably still play that at nine and a half just because KJ Jefferson's not going to play in this game. Anybody with a head injury or in the concussion protocol, we are not going to see. And then here's one that I can't give out any longer. I was going to play Alabama all the way up to 24. Grabbed it on the game of the year line. Obviously a revenge spot going against A&M here. We know that Jimbo and Nick Saban don't like each other a whole lot. But I thought that this number being 22, 23 was telling us that Bryce was going to play. He's going to be a game time decision. PJ, you're the uh, Alabama insider. Is Bryce going to play in this game? Because I don't think I'm betting this unless he is. My gut tells me I don't think he will. That's, really? That's what, yes. I don't think he will. I don't either. They have Tennessee and Mississippi State coming up. And look, if he can play, he's going to play. If the SEC championship game was this week, if the national championship game was this week, I think he would play. But because they're 24-point favorites, because A&M's offense is just so bad, and because Jalen Milrow is a running quarterback and you don't have much film on him, I, I think they're just they're going to ride with Milrow, make sure Bryce is good because they're going to need him for Tennessee. And the I, thing is, though, with Milrow, and, we, and like, man, I just look at Texas A&M, right? And you look at the way that they've recruited the last couple of years. You look at the defensive side of the ball, a bunch of NFL players, a bunch of four-star and five-star recruits right there, and they're 111th in rushing success rate allowed. And then you saw Jameer Gibbs finally go off last week. He's one of, we talked about this last night, one of two running backs in the country right now with an elusiveness rating over 190, and he's averaging over eight yards per carry. There's only one other running back in the nation that's doing that. So even without Bryce, do you think they could cover this big number just with that run game against a bad rush defense? No, or no? A&M's one of my favorite plays of the week. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah See, this I'll, is the I'll thing. buy back. Yeah. This is the thing that like, I really wanted to find a way to play this game, but you know, the, you're talking about two teams that sort of A&M's been an under team all year. Yeah. And Alabama's been an over team all year. And A&M hasn't covered the spread. Alabama, though, like it feels like this would be a spot where if Bryce was healthy, they'd really put the boot on the neck. Now maybe it's a game where you just, you're Alabama, yeah, we'll beat them by two scores, three scores. But, you know, we really just want to survive in advance. We want to make sure that Bryce is healthy for the rest of the season and kind of move on, right? So I, I just... The, uh, the total's 51. That feels about right. I don't really want to do anything with the side. I want to do something, but there's just uh, maybe Alabama L- first half. If you had a minus 17, would you feel good with that? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Peach. No. Really? Here's the thing about the last two years of the Bryce Young era about Alabama. And oh. I talk, we talked about this earlier this week and last week, too. And that's why I kind of liked him against Arkansas last week. When people think Alabama's going to demolish somebody, like we did with Texas earlier this year, like we did with Auburn last year, whatever it may be, they never do. 
It's always a close game. And whenever every when whenever anybody thinks that, ooh, the underdog this week could be kind of trendy, they could keep it close, maybe have an upset like Arkansas last week, yeah. that's when Bama rolls. Everybody all week, the narrative has been, oh, Saban's going to run it up on Jimbo. He's going to kill Jimbo. A&M looks awful. Well, Bama's going to win this game by 60 points. But they still want to. They still want to, but I don't think, look, A&M, this is their Super Bowl, too. I think That's you true. have to throw out all the other games this season. Yeah. A&M, like, they, they, they're they going to come and play this they game. They may have not prepared for any other game but this one. They're going to. And see, this is a kind of game, especially with a dog this big, A&M is going to empty the tank. Yeah. All the trick plays, they have absolutely nothing to lose in this game. Another look for this game, quite possibly, is a first quarter over. It hasn't dropped yet. But the last four years in this game, listen to how many points have been scored in the first quarter. 24 points last year and then 21 points each of the last three years. I know these aren't the same offenses we've got the last four years, but I think there could be some points early in this no game. No more Calzone, my mm. favorite A&M quarterback. What was Calzada? It? Yeah, Calzone. I call him Calzone, yeah. God, Calzone. he was, he was a tough watch, though. So if I get a 23 and a half here, I might actually just circle back and I'll have Bama minus 17. And then I'll roll with AM plus 23. Yeah, and just I like get off A&M of it. Because when I bet this, obviously, game of the year, that's the thing that you got to worry about is, you know, uh, if the Heisman Trophy winner isn't going to play, you're probably screwed that, and you're not going to be able to hedge off of be, it. Yeah. But, dude, that number's only went up. So I'll, I'll, I'll uh, play a little bit of both sides. So my plays again for this weekend, I'm on TCU, and I'll just give the current prices because I'm fine with all these. TCU minus seven against Kansas. I think this. Uh, I think this undefeated run comes to an end for Kansas. I like Florida minus 10.5 or 11 against Missouri. I'm fine with both numbers. I'm going to stick with Utah. I like the under in Northern Illinois, Toledo under 60. It's down to 59 right now. I'm fine with that. Uh, I have a lean to the Washington Arizona State under at 59, but I want to see if that goes up before I play it. I was thinking about playing Miami against North Carolina, Mm. but man, I don't think I could do it with Tyler Van Dyke, so I'm staying away. Uh, South Carolina plus 10 was an official play. I don't think I'd touch it at 6. Notre Dame on the money line against BYU is an official play. LSU plus three, plus three and a half, whatever you could get your hands on, I'm fine with. And wherever that total closes, I'm still going over because those are two weak secondaries. Stanford plus seven against Oregon State. I like Mississippi State all the way up to 10 as long as KJ Jefferson's not available for Arkansas. And then the play of the week, these are undefeated this season. LA Monroe plus 13 and a half against undefeated Coastal Carolina. Uh, Louisiana Monroe is at home this season. Two and three on the season. They might be live in this game. La Monroe. Love it.